Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Work-Life Brilliance Podcast. I am your host, Denise Green, and I'm so happy you're here with me. Today, I'm going to be covering your poor primitive brain. So let me just start by saying that your brain was not designed for any of the following things. iPhones, commuting, sitting, email, social media, sugar, Netflix, open floor plans, and many, many more very common things in our environment. Your brain was designed for surviving on the savanna, which involved walking nearly all day, eating from the land every few days. I don't know about you, but that does not sound like a typical day in my life. So your brain's sole concern, its mission, is to keep you safe, keep you alive. And it does this by moving you away from pain which it perceives as danger, <clears throat> excuse me, and toward pleasure. It wants to do that while preserving energy just in case you need to run for your life. And it's so committed to keeping you safe that it scans the environment every fifth of a second for danger, and it finds it in all the wrong places. Maybe it's a look from your boss that has nothing to do with you, or an email from a colleague where they were just in a hurry and forgot to give a salutation, or a status update request where they're just really curious, not threatening. To your brain, these might as well be arrows shot from a warring tribe. Anytime your brain senses pain or danger, it moves you towards safety or pleasure. Had a long commute? Your brain would rather you go home and have a snack, wine and cheese, something sugary, carby. It certainly doesn't want you to expend energy running or dancing to great music. Did you have a tough conversation with your boss? Your brain would like you to sit on the couch and binge watch Netflix. It takes no energy and it feels really good. Another bug in your brain's operating system. It tells you lies. Some of these lies are so universal that we call them non-conscious bias. So why does it do this? Your brain is bombarded with so much data millions, literally millions of bits of data every second. There's simply no way it can make sense of it all. In one talk from David Rock, who is the author of Your Brain at Work, I heard him say that if you take all the information coming at you per second, it's like the Milky Way galaxy. And the part of it that we can actually process consciously could fit in a bucket. That's how tiny a fraction our brain is able to process. So, in order to make sense of the world around us, your brain makes up stories. We all have a peanut-sized cluster of cells in our left hemisphere, and it fills the missing gaps with assumptions that sound to us like the truth. And because of our negativity bias, that five times as many negative thoughts for positive thoughts, these stories, these assumptions, are often dumb and unhelpful. We tell ourselves things like, he wouldn't do that if he loved me, or I'm not smart enough to start my own company, or I'm confused, I don't know how, or that driver cut in front of me just to piss me off. Until we learn to tell stories that lead us to take actions that are in our most brilliant interest, we cannot live into our potential. All of this leads to stress. Even though our lives are not under constant threat, most of us, our brain's sympathetic nervous system, the fight-flight system, is nearly always on. 
And what this means to us now is that we have an overabundance of adrenaline and cortisol running through our system, making us stressed, short of breath, anxious, uncertain, and filled with negative emotions. We get our feel-good neurotransmitter dopamine through sugary foods and apps that addict us as much as any slot machine. And as a result, we may become reactive instead of responsive, saying things we regret to people we love or uh, bosses we need to please. We make bad choices about what we eat and drink, resulting in disease and obesity. We make bad choices about how we spend our time and end up regretting our lack of productivity and fulfillment, all because of our brain's wiring. The fastest way to turn off the sympathetic nervous system, the fight-flight system, is to take a deep breath. Go ahead. We have to step off the stage that we are acting in and into the director's chair and notice what's happening. What story are you making up? What emotion is it producing in you? Often anxiety is a common emotion. Where do you feel that emotion? Literally touch the area where you feel that emotion. Maybe it's in your heart. Maybe it's in your forehead. Now, keeping your hand there, take another deep breath and several more into the area where you feel the emotion. As you breathe, just imagine that that feeling of anxiety or anger or resentment is dissolving. Now, think of one thing you're grateful for. First thing that pops to your mind. You could just look around at your environments. It can be anything. It can be windows, walls that hold up a ceiling, carpeting, your five senses, family. We can win at the game of life, but only if we learn how to manage our ill-suited brains. I'm going to teach you a technique for upgrading troubling thoughts in the next podcast, so I hope you will join me. Until then, I invite you to take another deep breath. And as you take another, I would like you to notice your feet on the floor. Our feet do so much for us, and we so rarely notice them. We so rarely think them. Wiggle your toes. This is one of the best ways to get out of that lying brain and back into your body. Imagine roots coming from out of the bottom of your feet into the earth, deepening and spreading holding you firm, keeping you grounded, keeping you safe. You have just quieted your pesky, overly active, sympathetic nervous system, and I bet your heart rate is a little slower. You have access to this at any time. It takes 10 seconds. Thank you for listening. Please come back next week for another episode of Work-Life Brilliance and my take on the STEER model. Upgrade your thoughts, emotions, and results. Until then, my friends, have a brilliant day.